0: This podcast from Teacher Magazine is supported by Child Play Therapy at Deakin University. Deakin offers a range of workshops and masterclasses for your professional development. Our annual two day Foundations of Child Play Therapy workshop will provide you with practical skills to apply in your current teaching or counselling practice, and is also a great introduction to this innovative approach to mental health in children and adolescents. Visit deacon.is forward slash play for more information. Hello, thank you for downloading this podcast from Teacher Magazine. I'm Rebecca Vukovic. My guest today is Dr. Danny Steele. Principal of Thompson 6th Grade Center in Alabama in the United States. Danny has worked in public education for more than 25 years. He runs a hugely successful blog and Twitter account. And in 2016, he was named Alabama's Secondary Principal of the Year. He joins me for this school improvement podcast to talk more about the role of a principal in building and maintaining a positive school culture. We cover a whole range of things, including how to build positive relationships with students, the importance of genuinely listening to parents, and making difficult decisions as a school leader. To kick things off, I asked Danny to tell listeners more about his school's context.
1: Well, uh, I'm teaching in a community that's probably about um, 15 miles from where I live, but I had been, I've been working here about seven years as principal. For the first three years, I was principal of uh, our high school. Most of my experience, pretty much all of my experience, had been at the secondary level, and um, uh, I was um, glad to have an opportunity to uh, try to work at a different level. Uh, I'd never worked with sixth graders before, and so I kind of have a unique experience where I'm a principal of a school with 500 sixth graders, and um, there is also has not been quite the same commitment in terms of the extracurricular activities, so it allows me a little bit more time with my own family.
2: And you recently wrote a really interesting tweet about meeting with parents over a discipline issue. And you said, after listening to the parents' points, I changed my mind. Frankly, the dad's points were stronger than my points. We don't always get it right the first time. Sometimes we need to change. So as a school leader, why is it important to admit when you get things wrong?
1: Well, you know, first and foremost, we're, we're in it for the kids. I mean, that's hopefully why we're all in education. And um, my my top priority is to always do right by our kids, by our students. So um, if, uh, if I get the sense that somehow that a direction I'm headed is not in the best interest of the student or maybe is not um, the right thing or the just thing, I'm going to change courses if I need to um, – uh, it's important to me to always get it right and do what's in the kid's best interest if I can.
2: Yeah, and so when it came to changing your mind, what kind of things did you need to consider before sharing that decision with with everybody involved?
1: Well, you know, first it has to, it starts with a willingness to listen to the parent. Um, uh, so you have to be open minded and willing, willing to actually listen to the parent's point and 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 listen to what they're saying and and try to understand things from their perspective. Um, I wanted to make sure you know I needed to make sure that I somehow wasn't undermining another adult in the building by changing my mind uh I didn't want to inadvertently throw somebody else under the bus that was working in our school um so um it i didn't I didn't really have to confer with anybody, but i just um after listening to the dad and um I realized that that it was i just needed to change my mind
2: mm, yeah, and I was wondering what that that Changing your mind well that demonstrated to both the student and the parents involved
1: well I think oftentimes kids and and parents are not really used to being really heard um I think most times when they go to question or challenge an adult in the building they feel like they're just um, you know talking to a brick wall um, but they're not really going to be given the time of day so I think uh, well I, mean, I know that the parent really appreciated me listening to him and I think it kind of caught him off guard when, um, when it ended the way it did. Uh, so I think, I think people appreciate it when they realize that, that your goal is really to do the right thing.
2: So you said before that principals shouldn't do it alone and should involve others in the decision-making process whenever possible, but there are also times when you as the principal need to make decisions, possibly really difficult ones. Um, is this also a really important part of leadership?
1: Well, c- certainly as the principal, you realize that you're ultimately the one responsible. Um, and you're you're never going to make everyone happy with all your decisions. And so you have to be able to um, go to sleep at night knowing that you're making um, decisions that are in the best interest of the students. You know, That being said, there's very few times where it's not possible to um, collaborate with other adults in the building. There's very few times where you're not able to get other people's opinion. And so I mean that as you as you uh referenced earlier, that collaboration piece in the decision making process is really huge um but ultimately um once you've gotten the input that you can get, once you've thought through um you know the possible repercussions of the decision, you have to be prepared to just make the decision knowing that you're doing what's in the best res- best interest of the kids' best interest of the school, yeah,
2: and also a part of that is about maintaining positive relationships, and I know that positive relationships are important not only for the students' learning, but also for school culture. So could you share more about how you build strong relationships with the families in your school?
1: Well, the relationship piece, it's really not possible to overstate that. I think that everything that we do, any success that we have is predicated on building strong relationships. Um, And I feel like I've always been um, focused on connecting with students, but something uh, I've done the last uh, couple years, which has been been very successful, and quite frankly, it's been really fun, is something called birthday selfies with the principal. So uh, if it's your birthday at my school, you get a shout out on the intercom when I do the morning announcements. And then at some point during the day, I'll come and, and get you out of class for a minute or two and Speak to you, wish you a happy birthday. Just talk to you briefly about how the school year is going, uh, and then I'll take a birthday selfie with the principal with you. And I've got a little app on my phone that puts a text over it. It's called Word Swag, and so it, you know, we take the selfie and it, uh, I put a little text over it that says birthday selfie with the principal. And then I, I text it to the student's parent, and um, and I tell, you know, I text it from my own personal phone. I, I, I tell them it's for me and. It's uh, been a, a really cool thing that, that pretty much all the kids enjoy, and it really makes a lot of the parents' day when they get it. They end up sometimes putting it on their Facebook page or sharing it with other family members. So, um, you know, every kid uh, deserves to be to feel special on their birthday. And so this has been a very cool tradition, a cool way of connecting with kids on their special day and then also connecting with parents. Um, it was a big step for me to, to – start texting parents from my personal cell phone. Um, but its it has been nothing but um, a good experience. It has generated so much goodwill with the parents. And so I can't believe I wasn't doing this years ago.
2: Yeah. That's such a fantastic little example there. And I know you've been in the position at the school for, it's four to five years, isn't it?
1: Yeah, this is, I'm finishing up my fourth year.
2: Okay, so what have been some of the most significant changes you've been able to make to school culture over that time?
1: Well, when I first came, at our very first faculty meeting, uh, we did an activity where I gave out a copy uh, of the Hippocratic Oath to all of our teachers, which is the oath that physicians take. Uh, At least they do it in the States. I don't know if if, uh, around the world they they do something like that, but it's an oath that, that doctors take that, about they're committed to you know looking after the well-being of people and they're always going to do everything they can to to save human life and things like this. And so I asked our teachers to read this and to highlight the um the phrases from the oath that resonated with them as educators. And there would be a line in the in this oath that would say I will remember that I I don't treat a cancer but I treat a patient or I don't treat a fever uh, chart but I, I treat a human being um, and and so as a teacher you read that and you think I don't teach math I teach kids or I don't teach fourth grade I, I teach students and there were just a lot of things that resonated with educators so we talked about that um, and then I asked the teachers to uh, work on developing their own teacher oath which is a commitment um, it's basically an articulation of their core values as an educator it's the things that That drive them to come to work it's it is a um, it's their commitments to their kids to their colleagues to the parents and I encourage teachers to post this oath outside their room I encourage them to put it on their website and um, so that's an important step in terms of establishing a uh, a foundation of what we're about as educators here at our school Um, I try very hard we try very hard at our school to bring positive energy every day Um, and then the other thing I'd add is that we've worked very hard to build a culture of collaboration where the adults are learning from each other, where adults are comfortable um, observing each other, learning from each other. Uh, I think that when the adults collaborate, the kids are going to benefit. And I realize that's not this is not a novel thing. It's not innovative. Um, collaboration is, I think, just recognized across the world as a best practice for educators. But those are three things that I, I want to be – Um, I want our school to be known for. Um, Positive energy, collaboration, and then relationships with kids, connecting with kids. Those are the three things I think that I'm most proud of in terms of building our school's culture.
0: That's all for this episode. To keep listening or to download all of our podcasts for free, whether it's more on school improvement or our series on behaviour management, the research files, teaching methods, global education, or action research, just visit acer.ac. Forward slash teacher iTunes or SoundCloud.com forward slash teacher. Hyphen the full transcript of this podcast is available at teachermagazine.com.au. That's where you'll also find the latest articles, videos, and infographics for free. This podcast from Teacher Magazine is supported by Child Play Therapy at Deakin University. Deakin offers a range of workshops and masterclasses for your professional development. Our annual two-day Foundations of Child Play Therapy Workshop will provide you with practical skills to apply in your current teaching or counselling practice, and is also a great introduction to this innovative approach to mental health in children and adolescents. Visit deakin.is forward play for more information.